Guys, I am so excited to be here with you. Welcome to the Lighten the Fuck Up podcast. I'm your host, Coralyn Hazewood, founder of The Mindful Biohacker, speaker, lifestyle entrepreneur, and life and business coach. I'll be here each week guiding you through mindful and intentional lifestyle changes that will allow you to tap into your authentic mind, body, and yes, spirit. My intention here is to open you up so that you can finally let go of the shit that's holding you back from creating the abundant life you've always dreamed of. This is a safe space to love, get vulnerable, and embrace who you truly are every single day. I'll be here each week creating intimacy, realness, raw conversations, deep-rooted friendships, sisterhood, and pleasurable moments that are grounded in growth and love. We'll talk about the deep shit. We'll talk about the funny shit. And we'll get real and raw about what it means to truly be in pursuit of something better. Your journey to embracing your light, to showing up fully and authentically as to yourself, to loving deeper than you've ever loved before, and to finally uncovering who you are at your core. Well, it starts right now. Hey guys, hello and welcome back to the second episode of the Lighten the Fuck Up podcast brought to you by myself, Corlin Hazelwood, otherwise known as your mindful biohacker. I am so unbelievably overwhelmed and excited with the amount of support you guys have already shown me. It means the absolute world to me when you guys screenshot, send me messages, and share that you're listening with your friends and family and whoever you think can enjoy or needs this message. Um, With that being said, right before we get started, I would absolutely love it if you guys could do me a favor. Go to iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify, wherever you're listening to uh, this podcast on and please leave me and your honest feedback and an honest review uh, for the first 10 episodes. Anyone who leaves a review is going to be entered into a contest to win one of my favorite books of poetry called Milk and Honey. Um, it is by Ruby Cower. She is an absolute godsend and someone that I just really enjoy and appreciate. And her words speak to me and spoke to me on a deeper level than I ever really thought. And She is a really great example of how powerful even just small sentences and, you know, these sounds, these words that we make with our mouths can be. And so from the bottom of my heart, I truly, truly appreciate each and every one of you showing up um, to this podcast to listen. And I'm really, really excited to dive into today's content, which is power giving it away and taking it back. This is a topic that has been on my mind quite a bit lately, given the transitions that I've gone through. And it's something that I don't think we talk about from a variety of different formats and um, angles, for lack of a better word, enough, right? A lot of the times when we think of power, we think of this very masculine expression of power. And I think that there are a few different types of power that 
we have, and I don't think it's as black and white as society has um, mapped it out to be. And so today we're going to be talking about giving your power away, how to recognize when you've given it away, what happens to yourself on a mind, body, spirit level when you do give your power away, and how you can start to take it back and be more aware of the moments that take your power away from you. As per usual, I love quotes. They light me up. They keep me grounded. And so I want to share a rather long one with you today, but one that I think really encompasses all that I want to get out of this episode that I want you to take away from this episode and one that speaks to me on various levels. I am going to butcher the name, so please just bear with me. Um, But this quote is by Akarok Brost. Again, I know that I butchered it. (laughs) But he says, Any problem or situation only has the power over, over us that we give it, that we allow. We own the power over ourselves, no one else. When we realize that we are given this choice, we can finally decide to stop giving that power away. No one can take your power away. If you have inadvertently given your power away, now is the time to take it back. The power is yours. You do not have to give attention, time, and energy to anything you do not wish to. You do not have to give your attention, time, and energy to anything which does not serve you or the greatest good. No one has the power to make you sad or miserable or insecure unless you allow it. Don't take the ugliness that others dole out in your heart. Don't sabotage yourself with the problems of others. Don't bleed your emotions into negativity. Remember, you cannot change anyone who doesn't want to change. You can't force change on anybody. You can't save anyone who doesn't want to be saved. But... You can save yourself. You do have the power over yourself. Own yourself. Own your power. Advocate for your own well-being. You deserve the highest quality of life possible. You deserve your own time, attention, and energy. You are your own best investment. Again, my apologies to the author of this quote, Akarok Brost, but I just love it. In our traditional Western society, guys, power is defined in the dictionary, one of the, one of the definitions, as the capacity or ability to direct or influence the behavior of others or the course of events. By this definition... Guys, most of us are extremely powerful humans, especially when we act or speak from a place of fear and not love to someone who is not fully in their purpose. When we criticize, get angry, lash out, share our opinions, blame, shame, and justify, 
We are using our power in a negative way to impact the lives of those around us. And yet, what I find extraordinarily interesting, if most of you at this very moment were asked if you felt like you were powerful, most of you would say no. What I find even more interesting is that this definition of power, this Western definition of power, focuses on the ability for one to influence another as determining whether or not someone has power at all. And but what I'm finding is more and more important in this life is not your power over others, but your power over yourself. And the more power you have over yourself, the more influence you have over others. In some Buddhist traditions, there are two types of defined power, which I think more align with our discussion today. They talk about self-power and other power. Other power being a power outside of ourselves that takes us away from our true self. And this power, the power of the other, although not often talked about, is typically the Western definition of power. And it's often what leads us as humans, as beings, as people, into a negative mindset or existence, right? The outside influence of others over ourselves that take us away from our true nature. Whereas the self-power is the power and the self-control that we have over ourselves, which is becoming a more widely talked about topic, but still isn't really a mainstream focus, at least in my opinion. So I want to backtrack a little bit to explain where this is coming from, why the heck I started doing all this research around power, um, and what is happening in my life that brought this up. The point of this podcast, guys, is for me to be sharing things that I'm going through in hopes that you guys can go through them with a little more ease and a little more grace and a little less uh, clusterfucking than I have. So most of you guys know that about two weeks ago, um, I quit my corporate job and I gave four months notice to ease myself into this transition. And Thursday, June 7th, I'm probably going to remember that date for the rest of my life. Um, give me one second, guys. I need some water. Full transparency. I did a run through of this podcast episode before I'm recording this version of it. So I am a little bit dry. So if I'm taking water breaks, please just bear with me. Um, anyways, June 7th, 2018, 4 PM, I finished my corporate job and I went into, I decided a retreat, a yoga and meditation retreat, literally an hour after the final hour of my corporate career. So You know, I closed my laptop at 4 p.m., I packed up my things, and I headed out about 25 minutes away to this eco-friendly resort um, in small town Ontario where I was just immersed with these incredible women who were really focused on, we were focused on healing using nature and sound. Um, But more importantly, It was really about taking the time out to quiet your surroundings, to quiet the noise of other people, to quiet the opinions, the expectations, the weight, and to really bring yourself home and to 
actually listen to what you want as a human being. So needless to say, I went into that experience really wound up, really tense, really tight, having just left my corporate job, um, knowing that I was an entrepreneur and I was about to take three to four days just completely away from my phone, completely disconnected from everyone. It felt like insanity. Um, but within a couple of, well, I mean, about halfway through the second day, I felt myself unwinding. I felt the weight of other people's shit lifting off of me. And I really started to not only connect to the women around me and learn from their stories and their experiences, people from all different walks of life and all different ages, um, but I started to be able to hear myself again. I started to be able to understand what I wanted out of this life. I was able to be guided by my gut. I was able to make decisions based of how my body was feeling and not what other people thought I should be doing. And that was truly, truly incredible. I left that three-day retreat with an overwhelming sense of self. I felt confident in my skin. I remember laying in meditation and having my hands on my stomach and feeling the rise and fall of my belly and in the fall of my belly feeling my hip bones and thinking to myself, wow, this body is beautiful. This body is miraculous. I remember thinking to myself, this is what it feels like to be home, is to appreciate the curves and the lines and the feelings. And I remember thinking, I am always going to come back to this. I am always going to come back to this high. I need ways to remember these moments. And so three, four, whatever days, however many days, it was all a blur, laser, I hopped in my car and I headed out to the, um, well, I headed home to get Lily and then we headed out to the island to see Mike. I, the following day, had a lunch with my colleagues from my corporate job. And it was a celebratory lunch of sorts for me, a farewell lunch and a welcome to the team lunch for the woman who uh, took my place. And so... I was riding high. I was <laughs> screaming my favorite songs to the top of my lungs the whole way there. I was excited. I felt like a brand new human being. Nothing could touch me. Nothing could stop me. There was nothing that, there was nothing in that moment, in those few days that could have brought me down. Or at least I thought. <laughs> and so I get to this lunch and one of the reasons, guys, that I left that job was because I didn't feel as aligned with the people that I was working for and the companies that we represented. The people themselves were incredible human beings, and I love them with every fiber of who I am. But their values are very different from mine, and the way that they see the world working um, is very different. Now, keep in mind that a lot of these um, people are older men who, like my father, you know, saw the benefit in having a corporate job, having a salary, having benefits, um, you know, putting in the time, doing the hard work, uh, and all of that for the, for the stability, um, for the stable life, for the secure life, for the risk-free life. Um, and I just didn't see the value in that anymore. And at this retreat, I had surrendered all of those fears of, can I do this? Am I enough? Will people like me? Is this the right choice? And I had grounded myself in 
it may not be the decision of everybody, but it's the decision that is right for me and it's the one that I'm going to take. And literally, the moment I got to that lunch, all of those fears that I had surrendered and let go of and released started coming up and being talked about. Um, you know, Trump was brought up. How to raise a family was brought up. Uh, you know, the steps of life to get married, have kids, get the car, put them into all the things, have them go to university, buy the cottage, do all that stuff came up. And I could literally, I was sitting around this lunch table. It was a three hour lunch and I could feel my energy literally leaving my body. I could feel that grounding, that sense of purpose, that sense of knowing who I was crashing down around me. And I just remember getting up from that table, getting in my new car and being like, what am I doing? What have I done? Because these people were talking about the things, all the things that you need in life, the cars, the degrees, the, the children, the sports, the, you know, the degrees that they're going to need, the stability that they're going to need. And all of a sudden, all of these things that felt so good to me, I was questioning. And so I got in my car, pretty sure I went to Starbucks to try and console myself. And I drove back two hours to the county. And I remember sitting in the car and thinking to myself, who do these people think they are? Like, no, you're going to do this. You're going to be amazing. One of my pump up song came on, came on. I was ready to go. I, you know, I had still, I could hear their fears talking to me in the back of my head, but I had told myself and reassured myself that like those fears had come from a place of love, right? I thought about it like having (laughs) four fathers sitting around the table trying to understand my decision, trying to understand why I was going against the grain so much, why I was choosing something that was so different when what I had was already working. And so I could still feel myself on edge. I could still feel myself tense. I could still feel that I wasn't fully in my body and that I was more in my head. And so when I got back to the island um, and I looked at my phone, I had a message (laughs) from a girl on my team, a woman on my team who I absolutely love with fears and doubts in my inbox. And I I just had this moment of panic. I had this moment of, holy shit, I just quit my job and now everything around me is collapsing. What the heck is going on? How am I going to move through this? What am I going to do? Where's the money going to come from? All of these fears started popping back up. And next thing you know, I was sitting in Mike's room and I was full force crying. And Mike, as he usually is, was sitting outside in the sun enjoying a beer. And I walked out to him and he knows when things are off with me. And he's just like, what's going on? So I lay it all on the table for him. And I I get upset and I'm like, I'm so nervous and afraid and fearful. And he's like, well, of course you're fearful. Like, think about what you just, you've just done, right? You've taken a big leap and not that you're not capable, but it's a scary thing to do. You've walked away from an identity that has been serving you for so long. But he said to me, You're giving away. You've been on this high since you got home from this retreat. 
you've been feeling so good about leaving your job for so long and you just gave all of your power away in a matter of hours. Like in a matter of hours, you went from being so high on that roller coaster to just plunging into your fear. And that's when I realized that he was right. I was giving away all of my power to things outside of my control. Now, at first, my mind went, screw you, Mike. Like, who do you think you are saying something like that? Like, how dare you? Like, that's not true. That's not the truth. But I couldn't make my mouth say those things out loud because I knew that he was right. I knew that I had given my power away. I had started to take the opinions and the concerns of others personally. That truly may have had absolutely nothing to do with me. I took their fears. I took their pain. I took their, their love, right? That was their act of love. And I internalized it and started freaking the fuck out. And I immediately had this realization because I've been working on awareness is that if I've been doing this now at this point in my life, how has this affected me in the past? Where have I gone through this in the past? And so I started looking at moments in the past where I had little to no power or where I had given it away and what the result was. And to be honest with you, I was kind of shocked. I started looking back, um, trying to look back as far as possible to the very first instance where I had given my power away. And it was really, really challenging to go back that far. Um, and I realized that I've done this a lot. I've given up my power a lot. I let people influence me extraordinarily heavily. I let the actions of others take me down a peg a lot. I have allowed other people's opinions, which may or may not be justified, change my state in a matter of minutes, in a matter of seconds sometimes. This is a scary thing to realize, but what a lesson to be able to learn, right? What a beautiful fucking lesson to be able to learn. And so I kept thinking, I kept thinking, if this is something I'm continually coming up against, right? And where I have awareness of it. And then, you know, a couple months later, it's like that awareness drops away. Then there's got to be other men and women going through very similar things, having this experience very, very often. And so I, I started looking back at, at moments in my life where I gave my power away. And one of the earliest ones that I can remember was childhood bullying. I remember being in grade uh, five or six. And, you know, this is a time where as a young woman, you're starting to develop. You're getting things like your period. You're starting to get boobs, right? Um, all of these things are starting to happen. And I remember the girls in my grade starting to wear tighter jeans and starting to wear tighter tops and wearing bras with padding versus like these little training bras essentially that we wore as young adults, as young women. Um, and I remember being bullied because I was still wearing Northern getaway and not wearing makeup and my hair was still frizzy and I wasn't trying to change my appearance. And I was judged for that. And I can pinpoint 
when I went home and I said to my mom, well, we need to go shopping. I need actual bras. Like I need actual bras. Um, you know, all of a sudden I wanted to shop at sirens and the big girl stores instead of going to Northern getaway where I fucking loved my tearaway neon green capris, right? All of a sudden, because these other people around me had poked fun at the way that I was dressing, I wanted to change to look like them, right? I wanted to step away from myself and into something that my mind told me was safer, because other people were already doing it, right? So if you do this, if you look like them, if you talk like them, if you, um, you know, if you do some of the similar things that they're doing, it's safer because they won't pick on you as much. You won't get as hurt. So just go get the new bras, you know, buy the thongs, wear the tighter jeans, wear, start to wear tank tops with, um, cleavage and, you know, follow, do the things and you will be safer as a young woman is, is how I felt. And I also realized that at this moment in time, I stopped going outside as much. I started reading more. I spent less time going out with friends because there was so much judgment. There was so much pressure to be something, to grow up, to become a woman at a time where I just wanted to fucking read Harry Potter on the couch right? Bullying was one of the first things I ever experienced that led me to walking away from my true identity. And as a result of that, I gained weight. I think when I'm looking back at it, I was experiencing a little bit of depression. I would go home, I would eat, I would read, I would not move. I, you know, I was very much now a quiet girl where I never really used to be. And then I kept thinking, Where else has this happened? Where else did I give my power away, right? And the crazy thing is, guys, I'm not good with names. I can remember the names of those girls who teased me and bullied me all throughout those that schooling, right? I can remember that very vividly. And that's a beautiful thing because I can take my power back that way. When I when I know the source of where my power is gone, it empowers you and gives you the ability to take it back. So that is really massive. The more details that you have, the better. Now, if you can't remember them at all, that's also totally okay. But this continued to influence me. I continued to allow the external opinions of other people to influence me. My first day of high school, guys, I was a little bit heavier set. I had long blonde hair. I still wasn't really wearing all that much makeup. I still wasn't really wearing, you know, I now had bras and stuff like that, that were a little bit more kosher. Um, (laughs) If that, that's an accurate word to describe that transition. Um, but I remember going to high school. I remember sitting down and looking around and realizing that there are a few groups of people. There were the preppy, pretty, thin, sporty girls. There were the quiet, shy, smart, nerdy kids. There were the loudly dressed, dark haired, lots of makeup, lots of earrings, crowd. Um, And then there were people who just felt like floaters who were kind of unsure. And I, on the very first day of high school, guys, characterized myself as the floater crowd who didn't know where they fit. And I went home and I said to my mom, I want to cut my hair. And she was like, what? And I was like, I really want to cut my hair. Like, let's go get my hair cut. She's like, fine, cool. No problem. Right. First day of high school, your daughter comes home. She said she wants to cut her hair. Of course you're going to let her. So we go, not only do I cut my 
long ass hair. I'm talking halfway down my back, but I shave my head and dye my bangs black. Not even shitting you. And I go to school the next day and I start weaseling my way into the brightly colored, you know, somewhat classified as emo group. Extraordinarily true story. Again, I allowed the external opinions of other people to change who I was at my core. The reality is I probably should have just, you know, stuck it out, seen who I was attracted to from a personality level, not a looks level, and fucking went with it. But I didn't. And again, it led to depression. It led to things coming out of my mouth, me doing things that didn't align with who I was. And so I started at the end of high school, starting to figure out that, you know, this person that I was pretending to be wasn't actually who I was. And I grew my hair back out. I, you know, I put it back to blonde. I did all the things. And I realized that I was actually this smart, ambitious, driven woman. And I started to allow that person to come out. And I think that's when I started really allowing myself to be who I was all throughout university. You know, I would go to class and I would share my experiences. I would share things that I've been through and people would look at me like, you've really been through that? Like, and I would get judged and slowly over time, again, I started to hide that piece of me. Drinking ketones, y'all. Um, I started hiding that piece of me. And then when I graduated, I got into the work industry, started putting in the long hours, realized it wasn't really fitting, did my yoga teacher training, and again, felt like I was finally coming home to myself. And then shit hit the fan. My dad got really sick. We lost him about a year later. And I realized that the relationship that I was in at the time, which was nearly a four-year relationship, was one that triggered me massively. And one that I put him before myself in every single time. And I was so unhappy in that relationship because he always chose to put himself first. He was his number one priority. And that triggered so, so much in me. I gave him, (coughs) sorry guys, I gave him all of my power, right? I allowed him to influence me in so, so many ways. And that led to like our breakup coming when I had this realization that, fuck, like I need to start putting myself first. I need to start honoring who I am. And so I left that relationship and instead of me stepping into who I was, I immediately tried to fill the gap with other human beings, right? I had gone four years of my life attaching my identity to someone else and doing what lit them up instead of what lit me up. And when it came time to actually sit down and figure out who I was, it scared the shit out of me. And so I started serial dating. I started drinking every night. I started doing things that, you know, didn't align with who I was. But at the time I was just trying, I was just lost. I was trying so hard to find myself. And I ended up, um, in an extraordinarily abusive relationship where I had absolutely zero power. He had all of my power. He told me, when to sleep. He told me when to work, where to go, what to eat, when to work out, told me I was fat. And I listened to him, told me who to talk to, who not to talk to, what decisions to make, uh, how to pay my bills, what to do with my money. I had no power. I had zero power. And I remember calling my girlfriend 
and being like, look, this is what's currently happening. He was threatening to release um, inappropriate videos of us that he illegally took um, to my friends and my family and my colleagues. And she's like, who the hell are you right now? Like, this is not you. Who You would never allow anyone to treat you like this. Like, what the hell are you doing? And I had this moment of, fuck. She's right. Like, this isn't me. This is not who I am. This is me so lost and so afraid that I've just allowed someone else to live life for me instead of actually living for myself. And the scarier part was in realizing that the only reason he could ever treat me that way was because I was treating myself that way. I was telling myself I was fat. I was telling myself I wasn't good enough. I was telling myself that my money situation was bleak, right? And the thing is, guys, when enough of these instances happen from small moments of bullying or people telling you that what you want isn't reasonable... It can be any number of things, but the more that they happen to us where people come at us with their emotions, their problems, their opinions, and we don't have the tools to stand firmly in our beliefs and in our truth, what happens is we wind up disconnecting from ourselves. We establish low self-esteem. We have low confidence, and we usually end up developing one or two or three bad habits to help us cope with the disconnection. When I look at the moments in my life where I gave away my power, it almost always led to anxiety, to depression, to drinking, to trying drugs, to overeating, to undereating, to abusing myself, to allowing others to treat me poorly, to walking all over my thoughts and my dreams and my goals, to allowing other people to walk all over me. The more I allowed others to influence me and to take away my power, the more I picked up bad habits to try and cope with the fact that I was not operating from a sense of bliss or joy or any inkling of who I was at my core. And so I firmly believe That when we are out of alignment with who we are, when we're doing things that we don't want to do, when we are forced to make decisions or we think we're forced to make decisions that don't align with us, that's when we experience anxiety and depression. That's when those types of things come up is when we are operating in a space of misalignment with who we are at our core and what we know to be true about ourselves. Um, It's easy for this to happen because we're never really taught in school how to stand in our power, right? We're never taught that when other people lash out at us that it's about them and not about us, right? We're not told how to healthily or in a healthy way cope with these situations. No one ever taught us in school how to reconnect to our truth when others tear us down. No one asked us what we wanted to be. I mean, they did up until you know, grade one where you could be fucking anything. And then all of a sudden when you're in grade 10, what you want to be is totally unreasonable. And you might as well just pick a trade because like you realistically, you need to just make money and that's where the jobs are. Right. Anywho, that was a little tangent. 
But in going through this exercise of looking back at my life, I was able to learn so much about my emotions and how they were linked to other people. And I realized that as an entrepreneur, as an influencer, and as a human being, if you want to be successful in any way, shape, or form, you have to be able to stand strong in your power. People are going to come and try and tear you down especially when you're doing things that are outside of societal norms. People are going to disagree with you. And if every single time that happens, we stop doing what brings us joy or stop sharing our opinion, not only will we never step into who we truly are and our potential, but we'll never accomplish our own personal version of success. I want to point out that I did, and as you know from my like recent experience about two weeks ago, sometimes still do give away my power. I'm human. And because I and we are empathetic, emotional beings, there is never going to be a time when we don't temporarily give another person our power, especially knowing about family dynamics and all of the decisions that come up and you know, people operating in fear when they don't know it, people with different levels of consciousness, it's going to happen. But I'm here to pass along my lessons so that you don't have to learn them the same way I did. Or perhaps so that you can shorten the amount of time that you're without your own power. So that in the end, you have more confidence to pursue what lights you up without the approval or the outside influence of other people in your life. The purpose of this podcast and this community is to help you truly uncover who you are at your core, right? I want to help you determine what really lights you up, what actually brings you joy and what you and your soul want out of your experience here on this planet. And if you're constantly giving away your power to other people, there's no chance in hell that you're ever going to be able to discover your inner knowing And stay there or pursue it with any type of impassioned action. I've been doing my best to implement some techniques for quite some time to allow me to take back my personal power. Some of them have been working. Some of them are not fitting me right now. But I'll share them with you anyways. The point of this for me is to give you guys resources to try. To give you tools to stack up in your toolbox and your consciousness toolbox So that you can stand more in your truth and more in the powerful fucking version of yourself that you are. Just like some of these things are going to work for me, only some of them are going to work for you. So try them out. If they stick, keep them. And if they don't, fucking toss them over your shoulder and get rid of them. There's no point in trying to fit yourself into a box that works for other people and may not work for you. If something doesn't work for you, throw it out. But... Before I share that with you, let's talk about a couple of ways or a couple of questions that you can ask yourself or look at to determine if you currently are the one with your power or if you consistently give your power away. Like what do those instances look like when you're without your power? And so here's a couple of questions that we can look at. And if you say yes to all of these, that's totally okay. Let's not freak out. Um, are you someone who feels really high one moment or period of time 
and then with the action of another person can have the exact opposite feeling. Do you often look to others for advice or help with the decision? Do you second guess yourself at various points in your life from small things like what to wear to life-changing decisions like where should I live next? Do you constantly seek the approval of others? Do you constantly say, I can't, I shouldn't, I don't deserve? Do you blame other people for where you are in your life? Do you shame yourself for actions that you've taken or what you might be going through? Or do you try to justify, explain to other people or yourself why you're taking a specific action? So those are a few questions, guys, that you guys can use to determine if you're, if you've given away your power or if you're someone who does this often. And a lot of these apply to me quite frequently, guys. So there's no shame in it. This is about building awareness as a muscle and gaining tools to better help us. Gabrielle Bernstein is one of my favorite authors and influencers. She is absolutely incredible. And if you haven't heard of her, I highly recommend you go check it out. But she says, my presence is my power. My presence is my power. And when I realized this, when I realized that what I was doing when I was giving away my power to people was stepping away from who I truly was, I realized that I was doing that as a way to not show up. One of the reasons that I think I got so much love and I get so much, um, so many compliments, not to be conceited, but why so many people reach out and can relate to these podcast episodes or to my live videos on Facebook is because I'm fully in my presence in those moments, right? I'm sitting in my office right now in my small town in Ontario. I've got a pair of Lululemon shorts on. I've got a random keto tank top on. My hair's up. I have no makeup on. You know, like I'm surrounded by my salt rock and my sage and my essential oils. And I'm just in my element, guys. I'm here. I'm showing up. I'm in my presence. I'm not worrying about mine and Mike's wedding. I'm not thinking about what I'm going to have for dinner. I'm here. I'm with you guys. And when I'm here and present and participating in the conversation, when I'm living in this moment, that is when I'm in my power. That is when people get the most from me. That is also when I can absorb the good from other people. So I don't want you to freak out with regards to those questions that I just asked you. We all say yes to every single one of those questions, each and every one of us. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. The work exists in shortening the amount of time that we are powerless, not removing the instances altogether. Because those instances where we are without our power are massive lessons for us, for where we can improve, where we can do better, where we can honor ourselves more. There was a point in my life when the smallest comment from someone would keep me down and disconnected from myself for days, weeks even. Gosh, sometimes I think even months. 
I would stew over situations in my mind. I would constantly ask myself what I could have done differently. Maybe I could have said this. Maybe I could have said that. How good would it have been if I had come back with that comeback? Constantly finding myself blaming other people for where I was, shaming myself for the things that I enjoyed and justifying to myself and others why I'd made decisions. Now, when I'm emotionally strong and when my cup is full from a spiritual standpoint, when I feel joyous and overflowed and in my purpose, sometimes I'm only minutes without my power and sometimes it lasts a few hours. But rarely does it, I think, last a few days, right? And that's the point. I'm just building the muscle. The first thing that we need to know is that this act of giving away our power, this is a habit that you've learned from family, from friends, from gossip culture, from the way that we interact with each other, from the media. Your brain has literally formed this habit of giving up its power to others the moment that it feels overwhelmed, threatened, afraid, um, shame come up, or any other disempowering emotion. It's a defense mechanism that you have learned from society to help keep you safe and sound and exactly where you are. Your brain is only job is to keep you alive. And it says, you know, if you survived yesterday and we took this defense mechanism of giving away our power and we're still alive, let's just do it again. However, the really cool thing is, guys, if you've learned a habit, you have the ability to change that habit. You have the ability to take back your power. You have the ability to stand confidently in your decisions and your life, and your purpose, so that you are not as easily influenced and taken down by others. Is it easy? No. Or everyone would do it. Everyone would be light. Everyone would be 100% themselves. But there are also simple, small shifts that we can take that make massive strides towards maintaining a life of joy, abundance and pleasure. There are little things we can do each day that will keep us more aligned with our body, mind, and our spirit. So let's talk about some of the things that I've been implementing that have been working. Um, The first one, surround yourself with people who get it, with people who are trying to be better. Look for them online. If you guys have looked for them online and you can't find them, you might want to join the Lighten the Fuck Up Facebook group. Um, we're, a, we're just a group of women who are dedicated to lifting each other up, to supporting each other through the shit, to putting a little bit of light on the dark, and allowing each other to just be fucking supported. So find that group. It's called Lighten the Fuck Up on Facebook. It's a private group. You'll have to answer some questions to get in. But look for your people. Look in the grocery store. Look where you work out. If you don't know what they look like, guys, they're the happy, confident, content humans walking the planet with joy on their faces. They're the voice of reason, but mostly love. They're the ones who call you on your bluffs and are emotionally in tune with who they are. They're your allies. They're the people who will ask you the tough questions when life gets tough. 
and make sure you take a step back to look at the big picture before you go taking things personally. If you don't have some of these people in your life, seek them out. Get in our Facebook group. Confide in a friend that you're trying to be more aware of your thoughts and when you're giving away your power and allowing others to heavily influence you. Ask them, guys, just ask them to tell you when you ask for their opinion on things. Ask for them to give you a gentle nudge when you start to take things personally. Ask them to let you know when you start to take on the emotions of other people. Request that they give you some tough love when you go to them with excuses about why you can't do something. All they need to say is simple. Who has your power right now? When you lean on and surround yourself with people who are ready and willing to grow, you'll spend less and less time in self-doubt. We know from research that you are the sum of the people that you spend the most time with. Start to surround yourself with people pursuing better. If the Facebook group isn't something you're into, if you don't feel comfortable asking a friend to help you out on this quest, if all else fails and you can't find happy people anywhere on the planet, one, check out the Prove It Facebook page, two, hire a coach. The second thing that you guys can do, build yourself a collection of moments, people, places, things that bring you back to the present moment. Or make you see things in a more positive light when you have given away your power. You can do this now. You can start now by writing out the details of moments when you felt alive and confident. Write about a time when you made a really good decision. Or where you overthought something that in the grand scheme of things wasn't as big as you thought it was. For example, one of the ways that you can do this is save or create an album on your phone titled Powerful Moments. And when you're in your present moment, when you're enjoying life to the fullest, when you are fully and truly yourself, take some photos, put them in there. These should be moments where you feel alive and excited and confident and like yourself. These are moments when people are laughing with you, when they're celebrating you. These are moments when... You feel home in your soul, not as a place. Get resourceful about the things that bring you back home to yourself, that bring your power back. I know that reading a passage from Light is the New Black or Rise, Sister, Rise from Rebecca Campbell or listening to one of Lori Harder podcast episodes almost instantly makes me feel empowered. As you go through this life, make a list of what you're doing when you feel inspired, aligned, and in your element. Some of mine are doing yoga, dancing to sexy music, swimming, listening to podcasts, just fucking breathing, surrounding myself with my card decks, my oracle cards that I love, reading uplifting literature, talking to people, having the ketone conversation. Dancing. Guys, like there's so many things. Editing photos is one of my things that I just love to do. Talking in my Facebook group, supporting other women, that always lifts me up. 
So start to build a toolbox of things so that when you have this awareness, this moment of, holy shit, I don't have my power right now. I just gave it to fucking Joe Blow at the grocery store. You have some tools around you that can allow you to bring yourself back home and to calm down from the situation. And the third thing is simply to build that muscle of awareness. Being aware of the pattern in your life is literally half of the battle, right? Just like they say when you are an addict at something, admitting that you have a problem is half of the struggle. Changing a habit that you have, you have to be aware of it. You have to be more aware of when it comes up in your life. Keep a journal or a reminder around the house to prompt you to reflect on where your power currently is. One of the things that I recommended people do on Facebook a little while ago, and then a few people reached out to me and said it worked really well, was to set a reminder on your phone that says, where's my power? Or who has my power? And it'll be, the more you do it, the more often that you ask, the more it'll just become a part of your awareness, right? Who has my power? Notice when someone has your power, what helped you get it back? What allowed you to come back home to yourself? Maybe it was swimming. Maybe it was going for a drive. Maybe it was blaring Shania Twain. I don't know. What does it? What brings you back? Maybe it's someone you love. Maybe it's going for a walk with your dog. But keep a record of when these things come up and what helped you get it back. Start a journal. Start being aware. If you are wondering some questions that you can journal about, that you can ask yourself often and frequently, I recommend that you do this each day, but if you're not someone who journals every day, then I recommend starting with once a week. And just ask yourself, who currently has my power? Or where today did I give my power away? When did I give it away? What was the triggering moment for this response? What can I learn from this? What allowed me to return to my power? What can I do differently to prevent this from happening in the future? So again, just really quickly, the first thing, who currently has my power? Number two, when did I give it away? Number three, what triggered this response? Number four, what can I learn from this? Number five, what allowed me to return home, to bring my power home? Number six, what can I do differently? Guys, I have said it before and I will say it again. Moments like this where we feel powerless are valuable lessons for us to look at. And if you're someone who's been overcoming this or feeling this your entire life, it's not going to be an easy thing to correct or move out of. It's going to take time to unlearn this habit, to teach yourself how to look at life differently, to allow yourself the space to grow. It is not an overnight phenomenon. It is not going to be an instant change. You need time, you need grace, and you need space, and you need repetition. You need to do this constantly and consistently. And if you need someone to hold you accountable, then you need to get in our Facebook group. Or ask yourself, ask someone, a friend, a family member, anybody to hold you accountable. And I will leave you guys with this. There truly is value in the opinions of others. But at the end of the day, you are the only person 
who truly knows what you want, how you feel, and how to help yourself come back home. The opinions of other people are important when they are coming from expert places and you do not have the knowledge to make the decision. I am currently making a decision around this house that I live in, whether to sell it, the mortgage, that type of thing. I am not an expert on mortgages. Do So in that case, I need to go get the opinion of other people. But it's also really important for me to realize that their opinion is influenced by external sources as well. And it's just that. It's an opinion. It is not God's word. It is not 100% true just because someone speaks it. So ask people in positions of expertise for their opinions. But at the end of the day, you need to trust yourself. You need to ask your intuition to check in with your gut. How am I feeling about this decision? Does this feel good? Is this the right move? And if the answer is no, even if the expert said, that's the right decision, guys, I highly recommend you follow your intuition because it will never lead you astray. It will never, ever, ever lead you astray. And if you're like, I don't know how to talk to my intuition, start setting aside five minutes a day just to breathe, just to focus on your breath, just to start being in your body only, to do a body scan. How does my stomach feel? How am I feeling? What is my energy feeling like? Do I need a nap? Do I need food? Start to ask yourself the right questions. Start asking yourself better questions. Better questions, better life. Guys, this is only episode two, and I think it might be my favorite one so far, but who the heck knows? If you enjoyed this episode, I would be forever grateful if you guys could go on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify, wherever you're listening, and please leave a five-star or an honest feedback, an honest review. I don't care what star you give me. I just need some feedback so that I can know if I'm doing this thing right. If you guys are loving it, if you're enjoying it, please continue to screenshot and share on Instagram or Facebook that you're listening. Let friends and family know. My goal is to help as many people as humanly possible come home to their optimal mind, body, and spirit to help us all be a little more conscious so that we can be a little more kind and do a little bit more good in the world. So if you enjoyed this episode, again, I am giving away one of my favorite books of poetry during the first 10 episodes of this podcast to those who leave an honest comment and honest feedback and an honest review, um, whether that's a star rating or you actually want to take the time to write something out for me, it doesn't matter. I am forever grateful. If you have feedback, please also Feel free to get in my inbox, reach out to me on Instagram at Coraline Hazelwood, reach out to me on Facebook at Coraline Hazelwood, or check me out on my blog, The Mindful Biohacker, um, at CoralineHazelwood.com. I love you guys all to bits, and I truly hope that this allows you to have more awareness around your power. What happens when you give it away, that anxiety, that depression, that sense of tiredness and how you can empower yourself to bring it back. You all light me the fuck up each and every day. And I will see you next week on another episode of the lighten the fuck up podcast. 
I want to take a quick second to ask you a massive favor. If you enjoyed this episode, can you please do me a huge favor and subscribe to this podcast? Um, please leave an honest comment, honest feedback, and an honest review as to whether or not you enjoyed this episode. My goal is to reach as many people as possible and to allow them to tap into their authentic mind, body, and spirit. And I cannot do that without your help and without your reviews. So it is truly, truly appreciated. And finally, last but not least, this episode of the Lighten the Fuck Up podcast has been brought to you by my company, my business, The Mindful Biohacker. Our mission is to help every man, woman, and child discover more energy, better sleep, enhance mental clarity, stable moods, and true joy by using the world's best biohacking technologies paired with small, mindful life hacks to help them tap into their native human state, which in my mind, is pure ease and pure bliss. We are a community from every walk of life, and we're determined to elevate each other each and every day. If this sounds like you, or perhaps if you feel like you could benefit from more energy, better sleep, enhanced mental clarity, or just better moods, then please send me an email titled BetterMe to CoralineHazelwood at gmail.com. Find me on Facebook or follow me on Instagram. I am so excited to get you started on your journey to better. And girl, just so you know, you're worth it. Until next time, follow your joy and don't forget to lighten the fuck up.